0: Welcome to season four. I'm Crystal Escobar. This is episode number 61, The Power of Being Consistent. Welcome to the Be Balanced Podcast, encouraging you to become the best version of yourself as you strive for balance in motherhood and business. Self-made millionaires, Sean and Crystal Escobar, will help you discover your passion and offer valuable insight into how you can make your dreams come true. And now your host, author, blogger, YouTuber, and wannabe balanced mom, Crystal Escobar. Hey everyone, I'm so excited to be back here for season four. And to be honest, I'm really proud of myself for being so consistent with my podcast. Okay, that's obviously the topic for today. And I'm really excited to talk about it because consistency, being consistent has been something that I think I have really mastered, not saying that in a bragging way, but somehow I have mustered up just the right motivation to be extremely consistent in a lot of things that I do. And I'm going to explain why, I'm going to explain what motivates me to be consistent and share a few of my tips. But before I get started, I just am really excited to be back because I really love how my podcast allows me to grow so much and also allows me the space to really express a lot of my thoughts, my life experiences and lessons. It feels incredibly fulfilling to know that by me making the effort to put out these podcast episodes that I might be helping a few people and that really brings me so much joy and I hope that I can just continue to do whatever I can to contribute to this personal development, spiritual development and and the community that really hits home for me the most is the ex-Mormon community. I feel like I've really, over the past year, have gained so many amazing relationships and friendships and new followers, new listeners, all coming from the ex-Mormon community. And I actually don't really like saying ex-Mormon. I prefer saying post-Mormon because ex-Mormon just sounds like we were kicked out and for doing something wrong and we got excommunicated. And so for me, I just like saying post-Mormon because it was our choice and we are happy to be on this path. And I feel extremely free and empowered and so grateful to be making all these new connections. So thank you guys for listening. Before I get started on today's message, I wanted to read a review. I haven't read one in a while, but I wanted to also remind you guys to please take a moment to go leave me a review on iTunes. It's very simple to do. You can do it directly from your phone. Reviews in iTunes just play a huge role in searchability. I would... Genuinely appreciate you guys taking a minute to leave me a review. This one is from Spence's number one fan. I can't thank you guys enough for your vulnerability, open minded thoughts, feelings, past the church. Every episode, I'm like, yep, I felt that way too. So healing to hear like minded people say what I've been thinking for years. I left a few years ago and still have hard times communicating with family, dealing with frustrating ways I was conditioned, learning new ways to think, etc. So thank you. Just requested to join your Mormon Enlightenment Facebook group. Well, thank you so much for that beautiful review. It really, I love reading the reviews. It makes me feel so appreciated. So thank you for helping me feel appreciated for the work that we do. So yeah, school has officially begun. Owen is in kindergarten, which is just a crazy thing for me. I have not experienced what it's like to have a quiet home before. Because anytime I've always worked, you know, I've done my blog and YouTube and podcasts for, you know, a lot of years throughout motherhood, going on almost 14 years Uh, in my role as a mother, and I have (laughs) never, I mean, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've had the entire house to myself. Sean is at the gym, all the kids are at school, and that is rare, very rare, because even when I did hire babysitters so that I can do things like this and work, I would always hear them upstairs or (laughs) downstairs. They'd be yelling for me, even when a babysitter was here. They'd be like, mom, mom. So I would always have to (laughs) try to hide from them so that they know that the babysitter is in charge so she can help you with whatever you need. But this is just a crazy feeling, you guys, but exciting. I'm like, I'm so excited. I really am. Of course, I love my kids, but it's exciting to be in this new stage where it's been almost 14 years since I've had this extra time and the house is like staying clean like that's exciting, <laughs> so I'm really fully enjoying this little break that I get each day now that all my kids are in school. Owen's oh, just half day kindergarten, but still that's a that's a big deal for me. All right, for a long time now, i I don't even know exactly when it began, where i where being consistent has been such a normal part of my life. Probably, I would say um, it definitely didn't happen when I was younger. I wasn't very consistent. And throughout high school, I was never <laughs> motivated to do schoolwork or really be all that consistent with anything. It was always up and down with my grades and my motivation around school, or like I would always try all different kinds of diets. Yes, even as a teenager, I'm sure many of you can relate because. There's a whole body image thing as teenagers. So I try all these diets and I just was never able to really stick with anything for very long and doing that for many years, being a young adult, I create, I developed a belief that, you know what, maybe I'm just not a consistent person. Maybe I just don't have willpower. Maybe I'm just not very disciplined. And so those were the beliefs that I had about myself for a lot of years. It took a lot of time to create new beliefs. And I think it, it I just hit a, I think I just got to a point, I'm guessing right around um, the age, maybe around 2021, 20, where I decided to go on a mission, an, an LDS mission. And that was a huge turning point for me because I really wanted to be that kind of person that if I said I was going to do something, I would do it. So it started with um, first running the marathon. And I think that was actually, yeah, I think that the marathon was actually where it first started. And then soon after my marathon is when I left for my for my mission. But those two experiences in my early adult years were very empowering for me, because it gave me the evidence that I am capable of discipline, of being consistent, of doing the hard things and not giving up. Because I never, I just never believed I was one that could do that. I just didn't know I was capable. I really had a lot of limiting beliefs as a child. And as a teenager, I just kind of, succumbed to the the whole notion of genes and it is what it is and you are what you are there's not a lot you can do about it I just didn't have a lot of people in my life that showed me how to be successful or how to stick with something and (laughs) to really play it out to not give up and to be that kind of person I've just I was exposed to a lot of people that were big talkers they could talk the talk, but they couldn't walk the walk, and it was very discouraging for me because I just, I just didn't believe that I could grow beyond where I was at that point in my life, especially with um, my my boyfriend that I had at the time. I was with him for three years, but we broke up and got back together <laughs> more times than I can count, and so that really gave me a lot of evidence, negative evidence, that I was weak. I couldn't um, stick with what I said I was going to do, you know, I'd say, okay, I'm really going to break up with him. But then a week later I'd get lonely and sad and, and then I'd get back together with him and felt extremely weak. So I proved to myself over and over again that I was weak, but I think there always comes a time in your life where enough is enough. And you're like, hell no, no more of this. I am changing my life. I'm ready to take this seriously. So what I learned from that, first having the limiting beliefs and that um, limiting mentality, and then transforming into this limitless mentality and realizing my infinite potential, I was so freaking excited about life. Suddenly I was like, wait, what? I am not destined to just live a mediocre life no, I can create whatever I want to create. And that was exciting. It's definitely taken a lot of years to fully comprehend and understand that. I feel like I'm still trying to comprehend that, but I have made so much progress over the last 20 years. And it's really exciting to see how far I've come. First of all, what I've learned from this is it all starts with your why. You have to get really clear on why you are Wanting to do what you're wanting to do, whether it be trying to lose weight, setting a goal to read a new book every week, or running five miles a day for a year. I mean, it doesn't have to be like really extreme goals, but we all have goals. We all are wanting to change or to grow or to improve ourselves in some way or another. And oftentimes we start out so excited, we have a goal, and then we soon lose motivation it becomes not so exciting we forget why we're doing it and we make up excuses and then we're back where we started and then we're like i said before we are giving ourselves that evidence that we are weak that we don't have discipline and we don't want to do that <laughs> you don't want to give yourself that added evidence to solidify that belief in your mind that you're weak so Focus on collecting as much evidence as you can, proving to yourself, not necessarily to others, proving to yourself first that you are a strong person. You can be consistent. You are consistent. You can call yourself a consistent person. Start calling yourself a strong person, a person who sticks with things, a person who doesn't give up, a person who does things daily. My most important why for being consistent is simply the evidence to myself, to prove to myself that I am strong, that I am someone who doesn't give up and I stick with things. I want to say that about myself. I want to say that, yeah, I'm a person that If I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it and I'm going to stick with it. I'm not going to give up. And another reason why I'm so motivated to be consistent with everything that I do is when it comes to like my podcast, my blog, my YouTube videos, the reason why I want to be so consistent with these things is one of the reasons why is because I know that by being consistent with whatever, um, whatever you're doing as a creative expression, you can more fully access that creative flow. So I want to be in that flow state where as I'm being consistent, as it's becoming my daily ritual or my weekly task that I do, like my podcast, I'm entering into a flow state where the creativity begins to come through me more naturally, as opposed to sporadically recording an episode once every couple months, and then you're just not in that same flow. And one experience that I had a few years ago that really allowed me to understand this more fully is when I got to a point where in motherhood, I felt like I was becoming like socially awkward because I was home all day with kids. I was rarely getting out with friends. i I started out, you know, doing lots of play dates when my first was young, and I went to girls' nights and I just did a lot of things with other moms. But then once I had my second baby, I started to just feel like, oh, it's just too much work to get out of the house. I don't want to pack up the diaper bag and food and snacks and and just it just felt like a lot of work to. Get out of the house. So I began staying in constantly. And it just became a lot. It it just became my new normal where I was just home all the time. And I remember one Sunday at church feeling (laughs) like I could not even carry on a conversation. I had become very socially awkward. And I'm like, wait, why am I feeling so nervous talking to somebody? I'm usually a very talkative person, I'm outgoing. Um, I, I was very shy when I was younger, but I really blossomed into a more outgoing version of myself. And But then I realized that what you don't use, you lose. And I was was feeling very nervous in that conversation. I didn't know what to talk about. And there was a lot of awkward silence. And that was kind of a a, a small awakening for me, realizing that, wait a minute, what's happening to me? I don't want to be someone who doesn't know how to communicate with people and feels very nervous and awkward. So I thought one way to really practice my communication skills conveniently would be to maybe perhaps do live videos. And it was right at the time when Periscope was like this really big thing for a while and it was awesome. And then Facebook came around and created their own version of live video. So now it's Facebook. But I started out on Periscope and I made a goal to do one live video a day for about 6 months. And I was determined to to fulfill that because I really wanted to improve my my not only just my communication skills but the way I teach something, the way I express myself and also building some confidence in being in front of a camera because we all know that <laughs> Most people have a fear of speaking in front of people and being in front of camera feels very similar to just speaking in front of uh, even a small group of people, because even if one or two people are watching you, they're watching you. You're not talking with them. They are they They hop on your live video and they're watching you. And that can be quite nerve wracking at first with when you're when you're first attempting to step out of your comfort zone and do some live videos. So I did the live videos for about six months and it started out, (laughs) I was very nervous and very awkward when I spoke, a lot of ums, a lot of pauses, a lot of stumbling over my words and I, it was embarrassing but I was like, who cares, this is the only way I'm going to get better and it's much different to, you know, I could have just turned on my camera and practiced speaking in that way which... That is op- in, that is an option, but I did like the pressure of people watching because it really um, forced me to grow even more and I definitely saw huge improvements by being consistent in that one goal. So that's just an example of how you have an idea of something that you want to improve upon or a goal you want to reach, a, a weight, a um, a certain exercise routine. If you're trying to improve yourself in any way, consistency, being consistent, doing something daily or weekly even, just depending on what your goal is, you will begin to see huge improvements. And that's the only way you can improve is by doing something regularly. My next tip is to schedule everything into your calendar. Plan out step-by-step what you're going to do. And okay, so for me, I would say, I'm gonna you know, use the example of creating my weekly YouTube videos. So I took a break from my podcast for the summer while the kids were home, but I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna maintain consistency with my YouTube channel, even though it's gonna be <laughs> a little chaotic to get those videos in each week um, throughout the summer with the kids home and a lot going on. So I dropped the podcast for the summer and continue to do the the YouTube videos and so what I do is I actually break it up with within a few days so I won't just like plan the video topic, record, edit, publish all in one day. I would break it up. I knew that that was more feasible with the hectic summer schedule so what I did was plan like I think it would take me 30 minutes, maybe an hour to do different tasks that would create my, my video for that week. So I would, you know, like Monday, I would maybe prepare what the topic was going to be, gather up any other information, um, make some notes, order any supplies on Amazon. If I need certain things to go with the video, maybe even decide on the outfit I'm gonna wear <laughs> in the video, those types of things. So it's more of like, that day I'm gonna plan it. The next day, I'm gonna make sure I take a shower and do my hair and my makeup. And that's gonna be my video day where I'm gonna film the video footage. And and then that's it. And then maybe the next day or a few days later, I will edit the video and then eventually publish. And then even after that, once it's published, The following day, I'll send out a newsletter or I will share it on social media. So I really would break down these different things that I do into little tiny tasks. And then I would divide it out throughout my week, whatever works best with my schedule. And that way I know when I'm going to do what and that the video will get published that week because I have planned it out. So planning... And putting things into your schedule is essential when it comes to being consistent with things. You know, at night before I go to bed, or sometimes in the morning, I'll um, I'll I'll just think about my day and what I want to accomplish for that day, and I really um, I plan things out. And once a week, of course, I do my weekly planning, and that's where I divide the different tasks out for that week. But it really creates for a much smoother day and less stress because you know you're going to get those things done because it's already in your calendar. It's in your schedule. And then my next tip is to choose one thing at a time to focus on until you kind of master it and until it becomes something that is more of a habit and second nature. Like for me, it is, it has become a habit for me to do those weekly YouTube videos. It's just kind of like there's no question. I'm I'm just already planning on doing it. And I don't even have to really ask myself, should I do one this week? Oh, I don't really feel like it. I just don't even go there anymore because it's a habit. I already know what days I do what for my YouTube video for that week. And it's just a habit now. I've been doing my YouTube channel for a few years now and it's just become second nature. It doesn't I don't have to force myself to do it anymore. And with the podcast too, I just I just know that I'm committed. I'm doing the episodes. When, when the season starts, I'm doing an episode. I'm recording an episode at least once a week. And that's it. No questions about it. I am not going to try to talk myself out of it or talk myself into it. I just do it. And because it's on my calendar and I just know that I am committing to 20 episodes. If I'm starting a new season, I am committing right now to finish this season and to do 20 episodes. That's in my mind. It's my goal. And I know I'm going to do it. And I want to do it because I want to continue to build upon the belief that I am somebody who is consistent? I am somebody who does what she says she's gonna do and she does not quit. She does not make excuses. Every week she's gonna do it. And, you know, there have been a couple times where I, you know, was way late, a few, well, like almost a week late in getting the podcast out, but I just continued on. I just, you know, I was going through like emotional stuff or during the time when I was leaving the church, it was very emotionally taxing. And, Even then, one of the hardest times of my life, I knew that no matter what I'm getting this podcast episode out, this is really challenging right now. I've been crying all day, but I'm going to do it. And you know, sometimes I would give myself another day to get the episode out. So I would never talk myself out of it in a way that's like, oh, I'm just not going to do one this week. I would just say, okay, I'm just not going to do it today, but I will do it tomorrow. So That's how I have maintained consistency with the podcast because like I've said before, it's not always easy to kick out a new episode every single week. I don't always feel like it. I don't always feel inspired. I don't always feel emotionally (laughs) capable, but I make sure I just do it. And which brings me to my next tip that Brooke Castillo taught me. It doesn't have to be perfect. Be okay with B minus work. And that's been really, um, that advice has actually been very liberating for me because I'm like, Oh yes, it doesn't have to be this amazing episode yeah every single week or this amazing YouTube video every single week. The goal is more about being consistent and then Like I said, you get into that flow of creativity and then your videos just naturally become better. Your podcast episodes become better because you're in that flow and you're not worried about it being perfect. And eventually that energy just starts flowing through you and soon your B minus work just naturally might become A plus work without so much effort involved because you begin to Enter into the flow state. And that's what I have for sure noticed by being consistent and being okay with B minus work. Because if I'm not feeling good that week, I just get that episode out. And realize and and I'm not going to beat myself up over it being mediocre, not my best work, just being proud that, you know what, (laughs) I was feeling like crap. It's a week before my period. I'm crying. I'm emotional, but I'm getting this out. And that is a reason why I can pat myself on the back and just be proud that I did it. Maybe it was crappy <laughs> but I did it and that is something to be proud of. So be proud of your ability to be consistent and to stick with your goals and know that over time it becomes a habit and then that discipline is no longer needed. You don't need the discipline that you needed in the beginning when you're trying to, you know, eat that, you know, one healthy meal every day or Get to the gym every single day. It just becomes a habit and the discipline is no longer relevant. You don't even need it because you don't even, it's just something you do like brushing your teeth. You get up. You're not thinking. Hmm, I really don't feel like brushing my teeth today. Maybe I'm not gonna do it. I hate it. <laughs> you just do it, right? Because you've been doing it your entire life. You don't have to talk yourself into brushing your teeth. That is one of the main reasons why I think that forcing yourself to be consistent with even the little. Actually, I I think you should make sure it is a little goal at first. Make it small. Choose one thing at a time. <laughs> Don't overload yourself with this huge uh, goal. Like, you know, when I first started my podcast, I wasn't gonna be like, okay, now I'm gonna start my YouTube YouTube channel. No, first I started my YouTube channel. So, you know, it, it wouldn't have been good timing for me to start my YouTube channel and my podcast at the same time. I first, you know, over 10 years ago or about 10 years ago is when I started my blog then i started the instagram account and then i started my youtube channel and then i started my podcast so i've just been building upon everything that i've created in the beginning which brings me to you know how i i got my book written kind of applies more to the last thing that i shared about scheduling things out and the way i got that book written was not just within 3 or 4 months that I wrote the book. It actually started like 10 years ago because I I think I've shared this before, but I had the goal to write a book like 10 years ago. And I've been practicing my writing skills for 10 years now because I've had my blog. So, it has taken me 10 years of consistent writing to eventually have a book, a published book. And when I actually was presented with the opportunity to write a book with, with a publisher, I felt ready, not, not adequate. Of course, there's still the self-doubt and the worry, like, ah, what if they think it's going to be better than it is? What if I'm just really not that great? Maybe they think I'm a better writer than I am. Like, what if they don't like the message and all these things that go through your mind? But I felt when I'm in a good place, I felt very confident that, okay, I can do this. I've been writing for a lot of years now, so I can write a book. And what I did, I I had a goal, first of all, 15 chapters. I wrote down a topic for every chapter, and then I scheduled it out one chapter per week. I scheduled out my writing time each morning or on certain days, certain hours of the day. I scheduled it out. And I got the book written. I wrote the 15 chapters and then I even scheduled time to go through all the chapters again and rewrite or edit or add to or take away. And that was the plan. So I knew I had, I knew how much time I had to write the book and I made it happen by planning it out step by step, little by little. If you're not feeling it, do it anyway. If you're feeling discouraged, do it anyway. That should be what you are so determined to accomplish. Not even necessarily the goal of what you're reaching. Like if you're trying to lose 20 pounds, like it's not about losing the 20 pounds. Stop focusing on the end goal. Focus on what is the daily task that you're going to do to get to that goal weight. So the last thing I want to leave you with is the reminder that the most important tool we have is our mental health. So make it a daily priority. And I know many of you are on the same spiritual journey as me. You've perhaps you've left your religion or you're just into a lot of these new ideas around spirituality. And I love that. I love knowing that about you guys. And I feel like I've I've been able to connect with a lot of you guys um, through emails and even in real life. So I think I have a pretty clear understanding of who who my audience is now and I love knowing that we have all this in common and you're listening to what I'm sharing because what I'm sharing is resonating with you, meaning you and I are very much on a similar spiritual path and I think you understand the power of mental health and making that a daily priority. So, Yeah, it's great to be consistent when reaching certain goals like losing weight, but I think most importantly, you should be consistent with taking care of your mental health. And for me, what that looks like is daily meditation, daily writing, daily gratitude journal, daily, uh, audible books. I lost so much of my lifelong beliefs that brought me a lot of comfort, which is great, right? But comfort isn't necessarily in the equation for growth, right? There's something in us that wants to grow. As much as we love comfort, it is not as satisfying as growth. So we all get to a point where we're just sick of being comfortable. We kind of want to be uncomfortable a little bit so that we can grow, so that we can feel like we're living, (laughs) that we're accomplishing something, that we're contributing something, that we're growing spiritually. When you step away from a lifelong religion that was literally everything to you, you pretty much eat, sleep, and drink the religion when you're you're in a religion similar to the LDS Church. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure most of you are post-Mormons, but um, I know that there are other religions that are very similar to... um, the teachings of, of the Mormon church and how it's ingrained in every part of who you are or who you think you are for that matter, right? Leaving the church, you realize, wait a minute, <laughs> who am I? And you realize that you're much more than what you thought you were in the religion and you no longer identify yourself with anything, which is kind of cool to be here. It's like all about what Eckhart Tolle is teaching, right? Stop identifying yourself with with a religion, with anything with a role, like you just, you just, just be right. So repetition reinforces. So what is, what is it right now that you're struggling with? Is it fear and anxiety? Because now you don't know what truth is. Are you angry at the church for deceiving you? Are you jealous? Do you have self doubt, low self worth? What is it that you're struggling with and zero in on that and make it a daily priority to figure out how to overcome whatever the negative emotion is that you're consumed with at the moment and do it daily. Last year at this time, I was consumed, like beyond consumed with fear and anxiety more than I ever experienced before in my life. And I was so afraid that it was just like my new normal and that I just had like anxiety and and I didn't know I was, I had no control over it. And it was scary to be in that place where thinking like, oh my gosh, I just have no control. Like this is how I'm going to feel forever now. And I can't come out of it. And I think that is probably very similar to how people feel when they're in going through depression. You feel like that's where you are. That's where you're going to stay. And you have no control. What I was very consistent with, because it was the only time of day that I could feel a little bit of peace was meditation. Sometimes I would meditate twice a day, but I was only doing 10 minutes because, you know, when you're first starting out with meditation, it's not an easy thing to do. So you got to start small, but it was very calming for me to learn about different things like crystals and meditation and mindfulness. And I was consuming books on the daily, I was going through book after book after book on Audible, I was watching YouTube video after YouTube video on near death experiences, spirit guides, (laughs) God, like anything that I could find that could offer me a bit of peace and comfort, I did it daily because I was in such a dark place and I needed to be consistent with something that would allow me to feel peace and empowered and safe I wanted to leave you with something that I wrote a couple weeks ago on Instagram. When all is going well, sometimes it's easy to let go of the daily rituals and habits that have helped us so much in the past. And the reason why I wrote this is because I kind of did that. Over the summer, I kind of got a little lazy about my daily meditation. And then I found myself... um, experiencing subtle amounts of anxiety or different negative emotions. And I was like, okay, gosh, like you kind of just get to a point where you think, okay, I'm good. I'm good now. I don't need to do those things anymore. I don't need to be consistent with that anymore because now I'm feeling great. So anyway, it's important to maintain consistency with all things health when it comes to mind, body, and soul. For example, you may have finally lost all the weight and now allow yourself to splurge on treats and junk food without realizing how often you're doing it. Then before you know it, all your hard work has been in vain. Same goes with our mental and spiritual health. We may have made tremendous progress because of regular meditation, reading, and writing. We're feeling great, happy, content, and at peace with life. Then something triggers you and you find yourself back where you started. You all know what I mean, right? Being triggered. After leaving the church, there's a lot of things that can trigger you with what people say, family members, there's a lot, you know, if you live in Utah, you can uh, easily find yourself feeling triggered by different things. So it's important to stay on top of it. It's okay to be a little less frequent when it comes to your healthy habits. You can slow down a little, but if you take your foot off the gas completely, eventually you'll be at a standstill. You will have lost your momentum and may feel weak when the storms come. Repetition reinforces. So make sure you're only repeating that which empowers. So I just wanted to elaborate a little bit more. Consistently work on changing those thoughts because over time, the repetition will reinforce the new beliefs and they will hold you up when things go south. So I think that's just one thing that we really, we all need to keep in mind after losing your lifelong religion or just going through any kind of awakening in your life where suddenly everything you knew to be true doesn't feel true anymore. And you're like, what the heck? How have I been living my life like this for so long? And now you're questioning everything and everything feels scary and in disarray. And it's very disorienting at times. And that's why I feel like if there's one thing I can leave with you today is to be consistent with your mental health, be consistent with changing out those old limiting beliefs, any kind of belief that doesn't make you feel good. Try to switch them out with new, beautiful, empowering, peaceful thoughts and it's gonna take some time. You gotta do it daily. You gotta do it consistently. And over time, little by little, you will reinforce those new beliefs and it will just become natural. So, thank you guys again for joining me. I'm so excited for season four, and I'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening to the Wanna Be Balanced Podcast. Get access to free resources available at wannabebalanced.com. If you love the show, then leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next week.